Welcome to the Gymnastics Mindset Academy podcast, where we develop happy, healthy gymnasts who know how to win. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. This is Coach Stacy. I'm here with Coach Allie. And this whole month, we know that some you're like in all different places, right? Some of your kids are regionals and some of your kids are potentially going to nationals and a lot of your kids are done competing. Just depends on where you are and all of that. And so um, it's kind of a chaotic time as a, as a coach, right? Where you're trying to manage all of the kids and help the kids that are done competing move forward and help the kids that are um, that are still competing. So what we've got for you this week is perfect for both. We actually use this in all of our upgrade content and all of the, th the things we teach about overcoming fear. And we use this in um, being out competing under pressure. And so this week we are talking about a case of the what ifs. So I like to talk about it that way to make it a little more lighthearted. But basically, your gymnasts are going through tons and tons of what ifs. Their brain is constantly telling them, what if this, what if this, what if this, what if this? And your primary brain's job is literally to scan everything, scan the environment at all times, looking for danger so that you can survive. We just don't live in a world where you need to be scanning all the time, looking for danger so that you won't get killed. And so our brains interpret a lot of things that aren't dangerous as very dangerous and scary. But in gymnastics, it gets a little murky, right? Because some of the things they're doing are actually dangerous. And so it's easier for them to convince themselves that their what ifs are true. Um, but one of the things that we do is we teach them to examine and answer all the what ifs. So the reason that you do this, it's kind of like the same as like when you're laying in bed at night and you hear a noise. And if you just lay there, you just stay afraid. But if you actually get up, go take a look. <laughs> Coach Allie was just talking about this happening last night that her uh, husband is working a different shift and she's like, why do I live in the woods? <laughs> Literally, my dog would start like prowling at things at night. And I was like, I'm going to die. I'm for sure going to die. <laughs> I get up out of bed and I'd walk with my dog and look around and I'd be like, okay, I guess I'm not going to die. And granted, I live in a safe neighborhood and I have an alarm and my doors are locked. So, you know, being a little unrealistic here, but seriously, that's what I was doing all last night. Like hear a noise and I'd be like, something's in here. <laughs> happens, right? Like, even though we know it's not logical, our brain just goes crazy, especially when it's in a new scenario or a new setting. And so that's what's happening to your gymnast is there. It's like, even though they've been competing all season, now these are like the meats. <laughs> and so their brain is just going off on all of this. This is new. This is scary. And it's telling them all kinds of what ifs, but if you get up and you look around and you turn on the light and you examine them, they, they lose their power. They lose their fear, even though they might still be a scary or a situation that they're frustrated with, they can like face it, know what they would do. And then that it's much easier for them to shut their brain down around it. When you try to make your gymnast just stop thinking about the bad things that could happen, they don't shut it down. It just stays bubbling under the surface and it gets louder and louder and louder. So telling them like, that's not going to happen. Don't think about that or don't avoid that. That's not going to help them stop thinking about it. What helps them stop is to examine it 
And then once they fully examined it, then to, to supervise their brains and be like, nope, we're not going there. We know the answer will be totally fine. So here's what we do. We have them go through the what ifs. And sometimes I'll have them list all the what ifs, or sometimes I'll just have them take one, but they take, then they're going to take one at a time, probably the one that feels the most scary. So it's usually, what if I fall? What if I, um, mess up and then, or I it's, it's kind of basically like, what if I don't get the score that I want because I made some sort of mistake? That's usually it because what they're really afraid of is not qualifying, not placing, disappointing people, all that. So we take the like, okay, what if I fall? And then we go, well, then I won't. So then we make them answer it. So, okay. What if you fall? Well, then I won't get a good score. Okay. Well, what if you don't get a good score? Allie, I'll keep going with me. So what if you don't get a good score? Uh, then I won't get the all-around score that I need to qualify. What if you don't get the all-around score you need to qualify? I'm done competing for the season. What if you're done competing for the season? Then my coach is disappointed in me. What if your coach is disappointed in you? Then I'm disappointed too. What if you're disappointed? I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I, I feel bad. <laughs> so usually that's exactly what happens. You do the what ifs all the way down at the end of the what if trail is always a feeling they don't want to feel. Disappointed, frustrated, embarrassed, sad. Um, those are kind of the main ones. Can you think of the other? Those are um, no, those are like the big ones that yeah, I those are the big ones that they come all the time. And so then we just talk about, you know what, we've spent a lot of time this year learning how to feel any feeling. You have all the tools that you need to feel disappointed, to feel embarrassed. You're going to allow the feeling to be there. You're going to let it process through your body. It's going to last about 90 seconds. And that's okay. Part of gymnastics is that sometimes you're going to be disappointed. Part of gymnastics is that sometimes you're going to be embarrassed. And I'll even, with my older girls, I'll even go a little bit deeper, like feeling the whole spectrum of human emotions is important because how do you feel excited if you've never been bored? <laughs> how do you feel um, proud? Like if you've never been, what's the opposite of proud? No, that's not a good one. Huh? I would say disappointed, disappointed. Yeah. But it's like, you feel the positive feelings because you've been, felt the contrast of the negative. Mm -hmm. We want a life in which we feel the entire spectrum, including disappointed and embarrassed. And if you didn't even try to go for it, you're going to feel disappointed anyways. Right. And so you might as well feel disappointed going after your dreams. And so it's okay to feel disappointed. We know how to feel disappointed. It sucks. We don't want to, but that's part of the human experience. Nothing has gone wrong if you feel disappointed and you have all the tools that you need to be able to allow disappointment. And then they're like, okay. So it's like the worst that I can feel is a feeling. I can do that. I can handle that. And that helps the pressure just totally dissipate. And then their brain's going to go back to it. And then that's when they're, that's when you're like, no, 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 no. We already know if I mess up, I'm going to feel disappointed. I'm totally able to feel disappointed. We're done with that conversation. Mm -hmm. Then what we try to do is have them flip the what ifs. So Allie, you take that one. 
Yeah. So like Stacy already said, our brain goes to like this negative, this save us type thing automatically. So what we end up doing is spending tons of time in the negative what ifs, but like really there's a solid chance of the opposite happening. And I even say 50, 50, because that's like easier, but the odds are, especially when I'm talking to the gymnast of like the odds of them making it versus not making it is usually a lot higher than 50, 50. Like I'm like, I always tell him like, it's way higher, but I'll give it to you. Let's just say yeah. 50, 50 for ease. But we know that it's like probably like 99, one. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, I'm like, okay, so you're spending right now, like 90% of your time just thinking about what if this bad thing happens and maybe a hundred percent of your time. And really what if you make, so the first one Stacy went to is what if I fall? Right. And then I'm like, well, what if you make it? They're like, then I make my routine. I'm like, great. How's that feel? Pretty good. I'm like, why are we spending time thinking about what if you fall when you can think about what if you make it? And then I make them keep going in the same way. Well, what if you make your routine? Yeah, I do the same thing. And they're like, well, then I get a good score. And what if you get a good score? Then I qualify. What if you qualify? Then I get to compete at nationals. What if you compete at nationals? Maybe. I'll win or get a scholarship or whatever it is that they're like going for. And as I amped up, that's what they do. They totally like amp up. Well, maybe this will happen. Maybe this will happen. And it's really fun to see because this energy comes and then you're like, okay, why? First of all, neither of these are true, right? They're both hypothetical situations, stories that you are telling yourselves about the future. We can't actually predict the future. So like, why choose to spend your time in this negative that pulls you down when you've already answered it and know you can handle it when you could spend time in this positive of what if like what if this exciting thing happens stacy what's their answer to that why would they not spend their time in the positive oh because they're afraid that they're going to build themselves up and then be disappointed yeah and what's so funny is i'm like okay let's say you don't qualify to regionals are you going to be disappointed no matter what? Yes. And I'm like, so are you going to be any less disappointed if you like prepare yourself by thinking negatively the whole time? Well, no. I'm like, so why, if you're going to be disappointed, no matter what, why spend your time in the negative, you know, just put yourself in that positive. What if spend your time there, you're more likely to get a positive outcome. If you spend your time there and you, if you're disappointed, you know how to handle that. And you're going to be disappointed no matter what. So there's really both our stories. There's no reason to spend your, once you've answered the what ifs, you've uncovered them. I mean, you need to do that because you don't want to like pretend they're not there and shove them down because they just come up back up stronger. Right. So dis dissipate that. Okay. Answer those and then get them thinking in the positive. What if, because if they spend, I always say, just spend the same amount of time. If a negative one comes up, Think about the positive one for just as long. I'm not telling you not to think about the negative one. I'm just telling you to spend just as much time in the positive one. And that's already life-changing because when the negative one comes up, they're not like, oh no, I shouldn't be having this. They're like, oh, the negative one came up. I should spend time thinking about the positive one. So now the negative one's not a problem and they spend time in the positive one. And then it ends up turning out that they enjoy their experience much more. The last thing that I love to do is challenge them to go to the like most incredible what if, and then start working on that as a belief. So what if I win nationals? And they're like, oh, I can't even, 
And I'm like, no, let's work on that as a belief because you're making up the story in your mind either way. Mm-hmm. And you're more likely to do your best when you're, you know, so then if you go to, so then I have them to go from what if to, of course, mm-hmm. of course, I'm going to win nationals. And they're like, well, I can't believe that. I don't know it. And I'm like, you don't know that you're not. Yeah. Like both of them are stories you're making up in your head. So tell yourself a good story. Yeah. Tell yourself a story that's going to propel you and motivate you and help you feel confident and excited. Cause they're all made up, but you do create your actions based on what you're feeling and what you're feeling is based on what you're focusing on and thinking. And so if you're focusing on and thinking a story that is positive and is amazing and is super exciting, you're going to actually have, you're going to create that story. And so then I have them kind of, then we go back to the thought ladder where it's like, maybe it's possible that I could win nationals. And here's the thing, guys, you're going to be like, okay, but I've got girls that are going to think that, that are like, there, there's no way it's not possible that they're going to win nationals. But most kids tend to actually have goals that they're actually capable of, of doing like just even as humans, like I'm four foot 11. I have never in my life had any desire to be a star basketball player. Like most of the time, the things that we dream of are things that we actually have the skills and abilities to accomplish. And that's why those things call to us. So you're kind of have some of your kids, they just let them have it. Because again, them thinking they're going to win nationals when they have absolutely no chance has no downside because all they'll feel, they might feel disappointed, but most of the times when they know they don't have a chance, but then they like qualify to nationals. And that's as far, and then they like, you know, are in the top, whatever, 20 or I don't know, like that still is amazing to them. Um, They're still really excited by that. So, okay, this was a long one. What (laughs) ifs, to flip the what ifs to, of course I'm going to, and uh, that whole thing can really help your gymnast in both things. So you're getting kids. We use the examples for competing because that's where a lot of the kids that we're working with are right now. But if you're working on upgrades with kids, it's the same thing. Their brain is going through all the what ifs. You're going to help them answer them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to move to the um, have them flip it. Well, what if I what if I just get this skill that I don't need for three or four months right now? And then it's just fun the whole rest of the time. Yeah. We get a lot more during the learning phase of like, what if I don't know how to do it? What if I don't know where I am in there? What if I don't like, it's more of like that learning, like not. It's usually what if I get hurt? Yeah. The brain body connection. (laughs) What if my brain and body are not on the same page? Yeah. And what if I get, what if I get hurt? And so then I kind of, am like the same thing, make a face. Oh, what if you get hurt? But it'll hurt. Okay. Well, what if it hurts? Well, I'd probably be okay. Okay. Well, what if you're probably okay? Well, I might have to sit out for a while. And like, it just, again, facing it is the key. So I literally did that with someone yesterday, just real quick. And it was so funny because, um, I was like, okay, so what if you miss the beam? And they were like, well, like it, it might hurt my ankle, like coming down. And I was like, okay, then what if you hurt your ankle? She's like, I'll feel pain. I'm like, if you feel pain, what do what if you feel pain? I ice. Okay. So what if you ice? The pain goes away. I was like, all right. Then what do we do? She's like, I try again. And I was like, all right. So 
really, we just circled yourself back around to trying again. And they're always like, oh yeah. (laughs) Most of the time that's where they get to, they get to like, okay, I'm not going to actually land on my head. I'm probably going to like roll my ankle and I'll be fine. And yeah. Yeah. So so funny. Okay. Well, let's see you guys next week. (laughs) We're continuing to talk about, uh, uh, performing under pressure all month. So see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone says that gymnastics is 80% mental, but most gymnasts spend very little time training their brain. You've seen it a thousand times where a gymnast can do her skills physically, but her fear and doubt are holding her back. Or she does amazing routines in practice, but her nerves get the best of her in competition. We would love to help your gymnast have productive practices and confident competitions. We know they need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created short, effective lessons and coaching that fit between practice and the rest of life. We have courses and coaching programs for individual gymnasts and gymnastics teams that are based on proven behavioral science you can be confident in and results that speak for themselves. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your gymnast success, their mind. Check us out at gymnasticsmindsetacademy.com.